welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy and grateful that you all have taken out time out of your busy schedule to share this time with us for episode number 13 <laughs> of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This, where it is my mission, my goal, and my desire to share with the world the crisis or those traumas, right, mm -hmm. that God has allowed to, uh, that God has permitted in our lives, and then those triggers or those defining moments that was used or is used to strengthen our faith, and then, of course, those triumphs, right, those victories mm -hmm. that we've experienced to, above all, glorify God and to help others. Hallelujah. So Clarissa Blissett is a holistic digital marketing expert and a certified book publisher. She's a self-publishing book coach. Did you hear that? <laughs> a self-publishing book coach for all those who want to write your book. Go ahead and tag those people that you know they need to write a book. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this is the episode that you need to, you know, be in or share it with your friends and family. She supports emerging authors and veteran authors. She write, publish, and sell their books. Her mission is to support authors, authors and write their stories to audience that they were created to reach in the form of a book. Clarissa's hope is to take the author's story and use it to inspire and motivate their readers while leaving a legacy for thousands of years to come. Yeah. Wow. Look, wow. At, let's look at the Bible. When you look at the Bible, you look at all the authors in there. Yes. Their words are still echoing throughout. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And, and your words will echo throughout eternity. It just doesn't Absolutely. stop. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I am so honored and so privileged and blessed to have none other than Clarissa Blissett here to I join me and to share her amazing story. Um, and so welcome, 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 Clarissa, to Thank Who you. Wouldn't Serve a God Like This. Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Um, it's absolutely. an honor and a privilege to be here and just to share, you know, um, life and what it looks like and how um, God gives you the ability and the strength when you lean on him, though. <laughs> that's that's oh, what I'm so now. excited to talk about. That's what I'm excited to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know, you know, what your bio said. So I would like for you to share with our audience today, who is Clarissa Blissett and what was that thing or those things that happened to you in your life? Okay. Well, I am. Those dramatic um, things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, I am one that's been called to help lead and bring a people to a place of destiny uh, to, to, to help encourage, to help push, to help mm. them understand that just because you are now in a place where it may take, like it feels like it's taking all of the life out of you, you are looking at someone that has experienced um, at the hands of another seven times um, being faced with death seven mm. times. And what? so, yeah. And so with that, um, I'm here to tell 
you know, those that are listening from from now and the replay and ages to come, that mm -hmm. if God did it for me and he is no respect of person, he's going to do it for you. And I'm going to say that it's going to be any day now. Amen. It's going to be any day now. You what? Yeah. So um, I, I do. I am a, a motivator. I'm a pastor, a leader, a mommy, a grandmommy. Um, so yeah. Um, um, and I, I'm walking in that place, uh, and then trying to is, assist others that are walking through this journey um, mm -hmm. to be able to give themselves permission during this season. Oh yeah. To 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 be okay with where you are, and um, so yeah, yeah, that's where I am yeah. now. And a wife, amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So share with our audience what was that thing that happened, that traumatic thing that happened to you. Okay, so um, I can recall. The, the very first day, and um, I'll say this for those of, um, of you that are in a place where you're dealing with insecurities. Insecurities was the reason and the door that opened up uh, myself becoming a victim to my circumstance because I didn't know who I was. Mm. And many times we go through these, these, these trials and these tribulations many times we don't know who we are. Mm -hmm. And when you're still trying to figure out who you are <laughs> and then you bring in a couple other people into that, you're going mm -hmm. to have a storm. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a storm. And so I didn't know who I was. Um, and I recall the day that it happened, I had made a meal and um, for the, the end of the partner, the partner that I was with at the time, and that it's a spirit. Mm. It recognized my insecurities. It recognized wow. that I didn't know who I was. It recognized, mm -hmm. um, and I had dealt with bullying all my life. Um, wow. I've always had people trying to embarrass me. Like <laughs> I remember one time my dad, I was in church. Now mind you, I was sitting in the back with you know the teenagers talking. I wasn't mm -hmm. doing a whole lot of talking, but he had to use an example. He didn't want to use anybody else's kids. So he used me. <laughs> and he said, and, and he's preaching like church is full of back. Clarissa, come up here and sit on this front row. You know, that was so, it was so, it, it broke me. Right. So it was just a chain of events from there as growing up. Kids didn't want to play with me because of um, my, my background at the time. We couldn't wear pants or makeup or anything like that. So I had, and so this is, I'm gonna tie this into how this thing became such a, um, became a lover of mine, insecurity, um, mm. and how I fell and how I was wooed by insecurity and um, low self-esteem. So uh, many of the kids, I could, because I wore skirts, so they would pick at me all the time. And I was pretty much the only little chocolate girl um, in, our, in my school, so I wore skirts. I'm mm -hmm. only a little chocolate something. So many times they didn't want to play with me on the playground. Um, they, it's just, it was just a lot. Um, they would talk about me, you know, just little stuff that you go through, but it affects you as you become older because yeah. it takes a little piece at a time yeah, from absolutely. you. 
you know, so I was dealing with low self-esteem and then I'm I'm dealing with the insecurities. And then I go and add an individual to my life who was dealing with um, problems, you know, domestic violence problems when they grew up. So mm -hmm. it followed them through the process. Um, mm -hmm. Awesome individual has a good heart. You know, many times and I'll, I'll share that in a little bit, but um, I recall the day I had made dinner and it wasn't to his liking. He mm. sat there, he took his hand and he threw the food onto the floor. And he said, you get down and you pick it up. That's the day that it started. It started that day. And wow. um, that's when the abuse started. That's when it started verbally. That's when it started physically. And um, I hadn't had any hands laid on, but there's, 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 there's a, it comes in stages. It mm -hmm. first starts with that little, you know, word here or there. Then it came and it threw the food down and I got down and I, I picked the food up, you know, and I did. And then I listened to all of the stuff that was being said. Mm -hmm. That was that second stage. And it, it kept breaking me until it mm -hmm. came down to where now I'm going to lay hands on you. So, um, yeah, that that's how it all it, that's how that started. That's how that started. Okay. Mm -hmm. so was that in your teenage years? That was your mm -hmm. boyfriend, your husband? Had you ever experienced anything like that before? Mm -mm. I um, this is an ex. I had never experienced anything like that before. Um, I grew up in a you know in a church environment, so I my dad never laid hands on my mom, so I never saw anything like that. Um, so for, the number one thing was I knew within, within myself that this was not, um, I, I was first of all too young because I got engaged at 16 and married at 18. Wow. So you don't know who you are at the time. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you're still trying to figure life out for you. Mm -hmm. He's still trying to figure life out for himself. Mm -hmm. And so because we neither one knew who we were, we're trying to both navigate this thing called life together. And it was like, yeah, no. So um, with that being said, uh, I, I, I didn't know what I didn't know what that looked like. And then mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, there's so many women that I have talked to and counseled with, you know, yeah. I knew that I wasn't supposed to do this. Right. I knew that I, this was not the will of God for my life. But yeah. my mom and dad had spent, I, I remember saying, oh my gosh, my mom and dad have spent so much money and all these people here, like over 500 people, I believe, or so was there. And I was like, I can't turn around now. I can't turn around now. Wow. So when it started, I just kept saying, you deserve this. You deserve this because you allowed yourself to go through this. And then wow. my dad was a bishop. I didn't want to bring shame to the that whole, his whole um that ministry thing. I didn't want to be an embarrassment to my parents. I didn't want to be an embarrassment to his parents. You know, so it was just, it was a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like I deserved it. And that's why I stayed those many years, 12 years. So do you feel as though, what made you feel as though you deserved it? Did you, was it because it was unequally, was he a believer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was. He was a believer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Called, okay. called, of, called of God. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know what? You would be surprised how many 
pastor's wives are being abused today wow. and are not saying anything behind closed doors. They won't open their mouth and say a word. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That is mm -hmm. interesting. I've met many of them. Many of them. Many mm -hmm. of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but you go through this thing like, okay, so now what? where am I going to go? Mm -hmm. Where am I going to, first of all, embarrass that I allowed myself to get to this place? Right. Um, for the longest time, my parents didn't even know. No one knew. I didn't say anything to anyone. So what what got you to, what, what pulled you out of that? Or how long did it uh, continue on? So it went on for about, like I say, it went on for... 10 to 12 years. And uh, <laughs> when I saw that it was about to start happening with my child, mm. something kicked in and I was like, now listen, <laughs> you bad got me, but you're not going to get her. Right. Something rose up in me like a mama bear. I, I, I don't know, but that's when I came to myself, you, just like the prodigal son. And yeah, yeah. she <laughs> came to herself. Yeah. Yes. It took that experience where I saw that my daughter was getting ready to start experiencing that. So I was like, okay, one of us is going to leave out of here in a body bag. Mm. One of us will leave here. And when he wow. looked at my face and he saw that, he was like, get you and your kids and get out of my house. Mm. And that's where we, and, and I, 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 I left and, um, I didn't look back. I didn't look back. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't look back because I I knew I knew it was only a matter of time. Someone was gonna die. Someone is someone was gonna die. Wow. Yeah. Did you tell? Did you tell your? Did you have anybody that you confided in that helped you? Let um, the audience know how you came out of that. And okay. Because somebody might be going through that right now. Absolutely. So um, my mom was a big, uh, she's actually on now, she's watching. She was a big um, encouragement in my life. And she was like, Rissa, baby, you, you are more than this. She just began to talk to me. And sometimes, you know, I just want to say this to those that are the support or you're standing on the outside and you have no idea what it's like on the inside, that mindset that you as a woman or man that's going through abuse. First of all, when insecurity and low self-esteem has you, there's conversations that you have with that spirit consistently, like it never stops talking. Mm -hmm. So then comes the spirit of suicide because I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna take my life. Wow. Um, and when I was getting ready to do it, I looked over at my girls and I was like, you cannot leave them because you know what will happen to them. So I mm. didn't, I, 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 you know, stayed the course. I kept, I kept praying um, and seeking the Lord, you know, for, okay, so God, how do I get out of that? It took some years to do that, but it, mm. this, this was absolutely necessary. So I, my mom, she really would talk to me. She never judged me. And mm. I find that many times when you find out sometimes where people find out what you're going through, they be, they're quick to say, well, why are you still in it? Why you don't leave? Mm -hmm. There is such a hold on you. Well, mm -hmm. sometimes you don't even know where to go. You don't know who to call. And then if I do leave, I don't have a job. I don't have a car. So then what? 
So you don't have those avenues. And then there's a fear that comes up on you because I remember when I left, I kept looking in my rearview mirror everywhere I would go, uh, go to the grocery store because you're, there's a fear of death that comes yeah. on you. Right. Yeah. And so um, they can definitely reach out. I'm definitely going to leave my contact information um, for mm -hmm. those that want, because <laughs> one thing I do know, you have to have a strategy. Absolutely. You have to have a strategy. You have to have a strategy plan. Um, I, I begin to pray and the Lord began to say, okay, seek me, seek me. And so that as I began to seek him, that's when I, the strategy started to come together. Okay. So when you leave, this is what, when you leave, cause I didn't leave immediately mm. cause I didn't have anywhere to go. And what's crazy is I had called leadership at that time and said, look, this is what just happened. And I'm getting put out. You know what leadership said? What? Figure it out. You figure it out because we don't want to get involved. This was the church. Wow. This was the church. This, these were my leaders. Wow. So I, when I say I've seen it all on both sides, mm -hmm. I've seen the people on the secular side help me more than the people that are, were in the church. Mm -hmm. So that's why as a pastor now, my heart goes out because I said, okay, we're going to, we're going to strategize. We're going to figure out a way to get you out because we got to get you out safely. Because sometimes when the enemy knows that you're about to leave, <laughs> there's that honeymoon season. They get really sweet. They get really nice. They they turn on the best. And then there it's going to come again because it's a cycle. You need to know when those when the cycle I, I, I kind of I teach teach people to recognize the cycle when the cycle is going to turn because there's a certain look in their eye. There's a certain thing that they'll do right before they get ready to turn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I, I come in to teach and to train and to, to, to listen. And many times as support people, we want to always give advice. My best thing that I would like to share with those that are listening today, listen, just open up your heart, listen. And then before, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Mm -hmm. If you've never experienced anything like this before, I would say, please pray, please read, go and read up on other people, other survivors that have journeyed through this before you be a support person, unless you can help with your time, finances, um, the strategy of getting them out, whatever that looks like. But before, if you're going to give some type of encouragement or to push them, make sure that you have a solution. Make sure you have a solution to help them get out of that. Mm -hmm. I will even say as far as that, you know, God has given us opportunities and from experience, that's an opportunity when, when those traumatic experiences happen to us in our lives. Those are times that God just wants to be activated. Yes. Because given us the power and the authority to cast out those demons in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to say it audibly. You can right. think it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Say, I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus. And that demon will bow down. And it will. I've watched it. I've oh, watched yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I've watched yeah. it. Um, there were several times. Like I said, seven times. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for what you just said. Absolutely. If it wasn't for what you just said, I remember the very one of the one of the uh, yeah the very last time before the time I left, <laughs> the very last time being choked out, and I mm. remember and I want to tell people too that worship is warfare. Worship mm. is warfare. 
mm. you know, as you're saying, you know, you can bind that thing. And I can be truthful and transparent that when I was in that, I didn't have enough faith to yeah. bind the enemy. Like yeah, yeah. I didn't have enough within me to say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The blood of Jesus is against you yeah, yeah. because I was lost within myself. So I didn't have that. And there are some women that are strong that can do yeah. that when they get comfort. The devil, you are I know some women that have cast out devils out of their husbands when they mm -hmm. he came and he jumped on them. Mm -hmm. I just, because I didn't know who I was, I didn't know how to do that. And so you, for those you know, people, people haven't been taught that they don't you, even know the power and the authority that they have on, they so them. and so yes. even in the church you know they don't teach you this god god is that god who created <laughs> everything and who created yes. us and yes. if we just pour ourselves into the word you will know who he is and you will know how to uh navigate right through That's life it. And when the enemy comes and do what he does, oh, like yeah. he, his job is to kill, steal, and to destroy. And destroy. Yeah. yeah. And if we are taught in the church to that we have the power and the authority to cast out in the come name on. of Jesus, come on, yes, that helps to build our faith. Yes, in the yes. process. Yes, We're going through these different things, you know. People on the outside, if they don't know it, how are yeah. they going to help? Right, right. They can't and help you. They can't help you with the demonic spirit. They can't, and that's why I, 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 I am so, I am so glad I went through this. I am glad that I went through this. You know, there was yeah. times where I regretted it, but I am so glad that I went through this. Why? Yeah. Because yeah. I can tell somebody else. Listen, baby, if there's something that you don't know, like the last time I was, there was. It was clear that my, this was the end. Mm -hmm. And I began to, I looked up at God and said, God, if this is the way that I am going, then I'm going out with the worship. Do you know I went into a full blown worship? Oh, I no. began to worship yeah. God. I began to weep oh, before no. the Lord. I'm getting oh. choked out, okay? And oh, I'm man. weeping. And I said, God, I love you so much. And I just began, I forgot. <laughs> wow. um, my phone antenna broke. And that was the only thing that, that broke the chokehold, like, Oh, I broke your phone. No, 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 no. You're about to break my neck. What do you mean? I was like, well, hey, to God be the glory. What'd you say? To you God said, be the glory. You had a phone antenna. People, these young people, they don't know no phone antenna, right? You broke up just a little bit. So, you know, these young people with these, you know, smartphones, they don't know nothing about no antenna. You know that? <laughs> they don't know. Nothing about no phone antenna. So you had a phone antenna that stopped your choke. What? The, it it was out. I was I was trying to call nine one one, and it was there, and it was out because you know the Samsung flip phones, and I was holding it, and then as I was being choked out, the antenna broke, and he's like, "Oh, I broke your antenna." Yeah, that was almost my neck you broke, but hey, whatever, stop. Listen, it was it was so magnified and so loud, the breaking of the antenna, that you knew that the angels of the Lord were there. Wow. You knew, you just knew that the angels of the Lord stopped like, okay, 
the Lord rebukes you. That's why I'm saying I was sharing that because when you don't have it and you're under and you're under duress and you can't come to a place, I know the angels of the Lord, they will show up for you every time. And when you can't rebuke the enemy, the angels will. But you have to make sure that your heart is postured right. You got to watch. Make sure you forgive. Make sure you forgive. I be, I remember laying that to Lord, I forgive him. And I remember praying the prayer that Jesus prayed. Lord, forgive him for he knows not what he's doing. Forgive mm -hmm. him, Lord. And I remember my heart feeling like a love and feeling sad for 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 him. And I was like, mm -hmm. it was almost as if I was experiencing what Jesus was feeling on the cross when he was dying for us. That's why wow. he said that, you know, we are daily. Um, we die, we die daily. daily. We mm -hmm. die daily. And so mm -hmm. what that looks like is those that offend you, make sure those that, that you forgive them, walk in a place of forgiveness, because I truly believe had there been hatred or anything else in my heart um, at that time, I may not be here because it would have tied the hands of the angels of the Lord from being able to work on my behalf. Wow. I begin wow. to pray for him while he's <laughs> taking me, trying to take me out of here. Wow. That's something right there. I don't know if I could have done that, but hey, you know, <laughs> you know, because that that's very hard to do. It is, you know, that that's hard to do. No, um, I can't say that I was okay afterwards. Right. I don't know what kicked it. I really believe it was the Holy Spirit, though. It kicked oh, yeah. in. It had the Holy to be. Spirit. Yeah, that had to be. In. Yeah, it kicked in because be. I was okay afterwards. I was not okay afterwards. I was like, as I started thinking about the whole thing, but it's like mm. the Holy Spirit rose up in me, and that worship came out of me, mm. and then from the worship came the forgiveness, and wow. all of that. So it was the worship that broke the yoke, like literally that it broke the yoke. And wow. so, yeah, yeah. I can't say that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> I can't attest to that one. <laughs> but hey. Yeah, you know, someone said right? Holy Spirit is our helper. Yes, he is our helper. I Absolutely. promise you he will. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now going through that, mm -hmm. do you? what were those triggers or those defining moments that where God got your attention, where he, you were like, okay, God, I'm tired of getting these beaten. I don't want to go through the same thing over and over. Come on now. I understand that, you get, that you're getting my attention, mm -hmm. that you allowed this to happen right. for a reason. Right, right. So what, what that looks like is um, there are things that are in our soul, our mind, our will, and emotions that causes us, the, and this is a prayer that I constantly pray, Father, those things that offend you, that grieve the Holy Spirit, that makes the work of what my Lord and Savior done for me, null and void, those things I want you to come for. And, and out of that, a prayer was developed. I said, Father, that same thing, I want you to execute your judgment and your wrath upon those places, these triggers, these things that, um, that allow the enemy because you know the you know the word where it says that the enemy will come back but will he find something in common with you anytime there's the spirit of fear which is a trigger the mm -hmm. spirit of low self-esteem the mm -hmm. spirit of depression and this and i was a depressed somebody in the church preaching okay wow. laying hands and casting out devils wow. depressed and oppressed um wow. all of these spirits are triggers there. These are the, these are something that the enemy has in common with you. 
that allows the enemy at any time. If there's an open door there, then he can then then that enemy can come behind the veil of your sacred place and push those triggers. Mm. Uh, it could be a word that someone says that not even related to the situation that that'll set you off. That'll send mm -hmm. you to um, financially poverty, that poverty mindset. Um, having something in common because I know for a fact, woman of God, had I been on my feet financially, I wouldn't have mm -hmm. stayed. Wow. But I was poverty stricken, didn't have a job. And where was I going to go? So mm. you have poverty, you have depression, you have oppression, you have all of these things that are there and they're located in your soul, your mind, will and emotions, consciousness of conscious thoughts. Mm. Those were the triggers. So when I started noticing that and I started spending time with God now, see, when I say spending time with God, I'm not going to God running my mouth. I was just mm -hmm. telling you about the skin to skin time that I have with the Lord during yeah. that time. This is where yeah. he begins to show you you. You're not going to like what he shows you when he comes to show you you. But if you tell him to execute judgment and wrath on those places, if you tell him, God, those things that offend you, that grieves Holy Spirit, that works against what the Lord Jesus Christ that keeps. What happens is the Lord showed me the other day. Many times, you know how you put the crown upon Jesus head. And mm -hmm. then so what I do, my an exercise I do, I close my eyes and imagine imagination. I use my holy imagination. I give it back to the Lord. But I crown Jesus as Lord of my life. Mm -hmm. And I bow. I see myself bowing in the spirit. What happens mm -hmm. is those triggers of things that I'm talking about. Jesus bore those for you over 2000 years ago. What you do is you take the crown off of Jesus head and you put it back on yours. Mm -hmm. So then that this so then what he's done, the work that he's done is now mm -hmm. null and void. And so the enemy can come in like a flood. Uh huh. Um, so and then if you're not covered in the whole armor because many times we're just going to keep it 100. Many times we don't cover ourselves in the whole armor when we're going through our trials and our tribulations. You need the helmet of salvation to thwart the, those, those, those thoughts that come. You need the shield of faith for the fiery darts of the enemy. He going to come. Absolutely. But when he comes, will he find something in common with you? Will he see the whole armor? Will he see the Lord Jesus Christ? Will he see the crown on your head? Or is he going to see the crown that on Jesus head? Hmm. Mm. And so many times I found myself taking the crown from the Lord Jesus Christ and wearing it. So then that's when I'm complained, I murmured, and I wore the victim. I put on the robe of victimization and not the robe of a victor. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But the word, the word works. The word works. Oh, it works. It works. It works. And many times you'll find it, you know what, I've, I'm going to be transparent. Many times when I was depressed, it was because I wasn't in my word mm. and I wasn't praying. I wasn't having skin to skin time, skin to skin. I wanted to address that skin to skin is where you take time. You you put on your um, it's like soaking music. You can find it. It's like heavenly soaking music. There's no word. There's sometimes there's words or whatever to it. But you actually see your close yourself, close your eyes, see yourself as a little baby getting in the arms of Jesus, of the father. And you are skin to skin with God. Mm. And he is ministering to the inner you. Wow. What happens is many times when we go into prayer and we're constantly talking and we're constantly doing all of this, that's the external side of you. Mm -hmm. God wants to minister to the being of himself that is in you. 
so that he can release his light and it can begin to shine in your life. And so that was the thing that I began to have skin to skin time with God. I fell in love with the God of Clarissa. I knew the God of my mom and my dad, but I didn't know the God of Clarissa. Mm -hmm. I seen him deliver, but I didn't know him until I began to have skin to skin time with him. And he began to show me the triggers. He began to show me, watch this. This is something of something within you that I want to deliver you from so that you will no longer have anything in common with the enemy. And he can't keep setting you off like this. Mm-hmm. And many mm-hmm. times we want to blame other people. It's not about them. It's about you. Absolutely. Because when you take your eyes off of them mm-hmm. and what they're doing and you'll begin to, and, and the Lord begins to show you, you and what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. It causes you to get to a place of, you know what, Lord, you'll see that there's unforgiveness in your heart. You'll begin mm-hmm. to see the, the hatred in your heart. Mm-hmm. And I was reading the scripture today and, and, and I can't remember what version was in, but it was talking about when there's hatred in your heart, God sees you as a murderer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He sees you as a murderer when there's hatred in your heart. Oh, yeah. So it's easy to hate someone that's trying to take your life. It's that's mm-hmm. easy to do. Oh, yeah. But through the strength of the Lord and the love of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And when you fall in love with God, the God of your, your salvation, and you get to know him. Yeah. He'll show exactly. you. He'll exactly. Show you. I want to go back to what you said about um, when you were out of your word, that's when you, what did you say? That was when the depression. Were. Tell me what you what you said. I don't that. even remember. Girl, listen. <laughs> I just know that as long as there's no word, there's no word, there's no worship. Come on now. Come there's on no now. word, there's no worship. Absolutely. So I, I, anytime some go ahead. A some I heard a quote. And the quote said. Reading the word of God will keep you from sinning and Mm, will keep you from reading the word of God. You got to post that so I can post it on my my page. Indeed, I am going to use it. I'm going to steal that one. You have to. Yeah, send that to me because I need that. Reading the word of God Mm-hmm. will keep you from sinning mm-hmm. and sinning will keep you from reading the word of God. And that is so true. It is true. It is true. The word is everything. Come on now. It's everything. And Satan will do everything in his power to keep you from reading his word. That's it. That's it. You get so bogged down. It is. Yeah, you get bogged down with life, right? We all out here in these these, these streets called life. And we, yeah. we all out here trying to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what has stunned, and this this is what's, what has stunted us and our growth with our father. And these are for born again believers. Mm-hmm. Is us not knowing the word. Because when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord lifts a standard against him. The standard oh, yeah. is the word of the living God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're so used to hearing third party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and depending, leaning and depending on that third party, opposed to getting and picking up the word for yourself. That's it. And that's knowing it. what thus said the Lord. And, that's you know, that's the reason that, you know, along my journey and the things that, you know, the traumatic things that have happened to me in my life, it drew me closer to God. And I can say, praise God for allowing me to go through those things because it drew me to pour myself into the word. And so that's how the 365 day uh, reading of the Bible came in, you know, and that's what I do. Get up every morning. And when the Holy Spirit said, share it with the world, I'm like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You're like, "Mm -hmm, you've been doing it. You've been doing it for over 20 years. So share it with the world. My so God. if you, if 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 I put it in you to do it, yes. don't you think that other people want to know how to read the Bible in a year? Yes, like, oh, yes, what? yes. Okay. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. And I, he said, okay, six o'clock in the morning. What? I'm not a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I'll be seeing you. I'm like, oh, bless him. Girl. It's a, that's what you call a living sacrifice for God. And I said, okay, whatever you have for me to do, here am I, send me. And you give me, you gave it to me. It it wasn't for me. And so now I have to be able to give it back to the world. Whatever you have for me to do, you know, let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> For his glory. Praise yes. God. Praise yes. God. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But that's nothing but God. And that is from the traumatic things that he has allowed to happen in my life. And through those, he drew me closer to him. Mm-hmm. He will woo you. He will woo you. And let me know that don't put your trust in man. Because man on. will tell you not sometime, but every, every time. time. Every time. But I am a God that I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Yes. Come on. Come on. That, I mean, anything he asked me to do, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm your girl. Yeah. I'm your girl. You <laughs> have taken care of me. You know, yes. nobody else has done that. But yes. he is the one who has taken care of me. Absolutely. And protected me and shielded me and all, all that and loved me. Yeah. Like I deserve to be loved. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. Flaws and all. <laughs> yeah. No, no, really though. It's it's so important that um we need it for the time that we're living in. Absolutely. It is our GPS system. Mm-hmm. Because we have no idea how to navigate this season in our life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the and devil is playing for keeps, right? So he's doing um, his job. Yeah. He is doing yeah. his job. He's on his J O B. And yeah. now it's time to activate G O D. Hallelujah. That Come was good. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. good. Come on through here. I got you. Good. I got you. Yes. Yes. Hey, give StreamYard permission to see your name so we can know who this is. Talking to yes. <laughs> that's what's up. My God. My God. Yes, Thank you, Lord. Yes. My God. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Let's go and shift. Okay. Into um, the the 
coming from the story and giving God the glory. Okay. Okay. In the traumatic thing, in that traumatic thing, mm -hmm. where is the glory? <laughs> because, you know, the show is about those traumatic things. Those Who wouldn't serve a God like this? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Showing them the whole picture of what it looks like. Because somebody could be in that thing right now. Right. And questioning, right. why me, God? Why? Right. And my my response would be, why not you? Mm. Right. Because you are the epitome hmm, of God made flesh. Absolutely. Right. So um, now that's not to say because Jesus had a weak moment when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he remembered huh, he he knew um, of what was to come. Mm -hmm. But he pressed through. So we have an example. Right. But many of us are not even going remotely through. We, we ain't getting no hairs plucked out of our beard. We're not getting beat with um, Come on, uh, the what is it, the cattails of, of spikes and all of that. We're not getting that crown, however it may feel. Because I tell people, your mind, your emotions, it doesn't know the difference of, of what pain looks like. Exactly. So when I say, why not you? There is someone that you've got to help, that you've got to support that you have to help them to get out of this thing. Come on now. God now, uh, and you know, the one thing that I love about God, he's not disturbed about your depression. Mm -hmm. He's not disturbed about those suicidal thoughts. Like, oh my God, what is she gonna do? I hope she doesn't. No, 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 no. This is, this is in the design mm -hmm. because it's necessary for the testimony. Come on now, for the it's test. Right, this test, is a part of the testimony. Mm -hmm. What happens is many times is we start taking it personal and we start taking it as our own versus thinking, okay, you know what? This is what the, the word is talking about when it talks about these afflictions. Mm -hmm. When there's an affliction that comes for your soul, how are you going to manage it? How will you maintain this mm -hmm. affliction? It, it, it's just coming and listen, you shall come forth as pure gold. It takes fire and fire never feels good. Come but on, when man. that gold comes out, it is beautiful. beautiful. Look beautiful. at the process of a diamond. I was just getting ready to say that. Let, let's see. The it's the Holy Spirit. Go through. That pressure. You don't think that that diamond's like, you know what? And people don't understand that everything is living. Mm-hmm. Everything. So that diamond, when it's going through the pressure, you don't think that it's like, you know what? Oh, my God. If you do this one, if this and even the gold that is living, it, it feels the pressure. It feels the fire. It feels the coming. Now, what happens is it stops in the middle of the process. You will never get the beauty out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You will never get the beauty out of it. He gives us beauty. For our actions. I promise you he does. I promise you. And when you're on the other side right now, you're on the, the, the side of where you're being crushed. You think about the olives and mm -hmm. olive oil. Olive oil is so Come precious. On Come on now. You think about the grapes when they're pressed and, yeah. and all of that. 
the yeah. wine that comes from yeah. that. It's so good. Yeah. It's so sweet. So yeah. I tell you what happens is in the pressing and the crushing, what comes out of that is something that is sacred. It's sacred. Yeah. And you will never take it for granted. You will yep. never take it for granted when you understand the process. A lot of what has happened, no one has taught us or trained us what the process looks like mm -hmm. and how to navigate the process when you're going through it. Amen. And so that that that's where the problem comes in. He says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. Come on now. When you have the knowledge that this is just a process, this thing did not come to kill me. It may, I may stare death in the face like Jesus did, but I promise you that in the next three days, I'm going to get up from here. And when I get up from here, I'm going to live. And I'm and going to live. I'm going to declare and let the world know. Yes, yes. How yes. I came through the fire. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Sometimes we're embarrassed because I remember going through the embarrassment, you know, thinking ashamed and embarrassed. No, baby, open your mouth. Because declare. the truth yes. shall set you free. It's the truth. And, it's the and, truth. And Satan will always try to have you held bound and in bondage to mm -hmm. that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I say all the time that your destiny, your destiny is hidden in that thing. It is. And as soon as you open your mouth and start sharing it with the world, then you will see how he is going to put the people in your path. That's and right. To be able to help set them free as well. Yes. 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 And, and so it's a that beautiful, it's a, it, it is a beautiful experience. It is. So, that, you know, during this season, while it's just a season. You don't have to stay in the season. Winter has a, it has a an expiration date. Yes. Summer has an expiration date. Yes. Your current season that you are in, it has an expiration date. Yes. You don't have yes. to stay. You, yes. This is not something that you're coming. You're just gonna, you know, that's what happened with the children of Israel, and that's why they died mm -hmm. in the wilderness. Because mm -hmm. they began to murmur and they began to complain and they couldn't see the the they couldn't see the the joy of their salvation through the Absolutely. process. Absolutely. And so you don't, you didn't come here to die Absolutely. in this season. I decreed and I declared to be so Absolutely. that life will begin to spring back in you. And the more you begin to get in your word, the more you begin to have skin to skin time with God, I encourage you read your word. And after you read your word, take what you've written, you like you have taken, take it in. Then take that that you've read and go and get in the father's arms and spend skin to skin time with him, you, him and let him begin to minister to your heart, minister yeah. to your soul and begin yeah. to show you. And then ask him while you're there in his arms, like you don't even open your mouth. He already knows what you're thinking. Like, Father, yeah. show me my destiny. Show yeah. me the plan for my life. What did yeah. you what did you have in mind when you created me? That's our problem. Many times we don't ask God, like, what is yeah. your plan for our life? Because we're stuck in Absolutely. that cycle. We don't yeah. ever go back and ask God, God, no, no. Okay. I understand this is a season. I get it. But what is your plan Absolutely. for this thing that's in my life? Because it came to work a perfect, perfect work in me. And it's come to make me. It's come mm -hmm. to purify me. 
is mm-hmm. come to make sure that you get all glory. Mm-hmm. When you understand that this is for his glory, man, you'll take come that whipping. You'll take that whipping. You'll take that come good old choking. I promise you will. That that is the that is it right there. Because the our trials come to make us stronger. And when we learn to count it all joy, come on <laughs> our test of trials, because it's only a test of our faith. And it's easier said than done. Let me say that. It is easier said than done. It is to to, to be joyful and to be grateful for going when you're in the middle of that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember weeping. I remember mm. crying. I remember saying, God, if this is for your <laughs> glory, I want you to get the glory. I'm, I'm very dramatic. My mom didn't tell me that. You're so dramatic. But I listen, I was crying. You said weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. I mean, scriptures would come up out of me uh, to wow. help me through that season. Like, yeah, weeping's going, it may, I may be weeping now, but I won't be weeping tomorrow. You, I just would, those were the things that I needed that got me through. And wow. it was the Lord beginning. He said, he sends his ministering spirit, his ministering spirits to minister yeah. to the heirs of salvation. Like he did Jesus. Yeah. They will minister to you, but you got to know that word. They only yeah. minister according to the word that they see within you. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you got to put it in because whatever goes in. Come on. Must come out. That's what's going to come out. That's going to come out. And so that's the reason it's so important. It's so important for these young parents to start ministering to these kids and Mm -hmm. setting examples for these kids because because you had a spiritual background. You had a spiritual upbringing, right? You had that foundation that was laid for you, right? Yeah. And it sustained you through the storm. It did. It did. And if you had, if you didn't know who to call on, there's no hope. I'm trying to tell you. Listen, my problem. girls. Uh, listen, my girls. They can pray. Listen, I had to teach them. I said, because I'm not sure how long I'm gonna be here on this earth, but you gonna know how to pray, and you gonna know how to get in that word. Absolutely. If I don't do nothing else, you gonna know how to pray. You know, so yeah, it, it's, 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 especially for the time that we're living in, um, in these schools. And, you know, you're just hearing about, I don't know that the young man that went in Texas and that just, you know, shot those two people, um, in school, your, your babies need to know how to pray. They need to know Psalms 91. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. We in that, it's that type of season, saints. Yes, it is. You better get it in them. Yeah. You better get it in them mm-hmm. so that they can be shielded and protected from these evil. Uh, we are in really a spiritual warfare. We really are. We and really we are, are not wrestling against flesh and blood. It might look like and seem like that's that person, but it's not yes. that person. Yes. Come on. Come on. You're wrestling against spiritual demons and 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 things, things of, come on now things that weren't on you know this that, has been released <laughs> there's been some things that's been released in the earth that we that you know back yeah. in my mom and dad's day them things weren't you look at the kids the baby my, my grandbabies 
one years old and she's already like a like way above her like beyond but the word talks yeah. about that oh yeah oh they're weaker and wiser but very much so we very much so. wiser and yeah. wise for sure yeah. they are coming yeah. in my grands i'm telling you they are something else yes yes something super smart and you, and you know, I want to say this. I was telling my daughter, I said, you need to start listening to the conversations that your babies are having, even when they're playing. Mm -hmm. um, and had my daughter not heeded that instruction and didn't hear what I, I was telling her, her son was two years old. He's three. And he began to talk about the lion and he began to talk about the devil. Now, mind you, he started saying, I'm going to fight Jesus. But he had been having these conversations. Mm. And so we begin to pray and we begin to, I said, watch his conversations, watch what he's saying. So I want to encourage parents, you need to start what your kids are listening to, and, I, and especially at a young age when they're playing by themselves because the enemy is starting at a very young age. And he's mm -hmm. a prophet. And so when we, we got done praying and warring in the realm of the spirit for him, he changed it up. He said, you know what? Me and Jesus is going to fight the devil. Come on now. And so <laughs> then he kept saying, he kept saying he was looking. He said, do you see that tiger over there? I said, Misha, he's talking about the lion. He's talking about the lion of Judah. I said, he's mm -hmm. seeing in the realm of the spirit. I said, pay attention. He doesn't know that it's a lion, but he keeps saying, do you see that tiger over there? Do you, she's looking, she's I don't see a tiger. I said, Nisha, he sees the lion of Judah. That's why the enemy came for him at a young age and started having those conversations with him. Wow, 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 mm -hmm. wow. Well, let's shift real quick because for the sake of time. Absolutely. How did you get to, um, writing and helping uh people to publish their books, books and publish. <laughs> listen i'm actually a holistic health practitioner right so i'm i'm all things nutrition helping people to get healthy whole and and healed yeah, i know right so <laughs> my mom has always wanted to write a book and she's mm -hmm. you know um you know the bible tells you to to make sure that you take care of your parents and so I started saying, you know what? Let me just try and just, and so I would just ask her questions. I remember, I remember um, being um, around her when she was talking about love and forgiveness and some of the experiences that she had had and um, visions and different things like that. And so, um, so let me just give it a try. So I, I did the book cover. I did the graphics. I prayed. I was like, Lord, I need you to help me and show me how to do this. So wow. I did the graphics. I did all of that. And then um, I said, mom. And so I presented it to her. And then from there, we started working on it together. So I just made, I did the foundation of it. And then I brought her in for the rest of it. And then we just built the book um, from there. So that's how that started. And since so from there, um, many of her um, friends and family members started saying, you know what, who did her? And so then she's like, my daughter did my book. And so then it just went from there. And so I began to fast and pray and ask the Lord. I said, God, now if this is something that I need that you you're calling me to do, um, then I need your assistance and I need your help. And so as I'm working with authors, many times as they begin to talk, the Lord begins to prophetically allow me to see in the realm of the spirit the book mm. that was already in them before they came to the earth. 
And so he gives me the prophetic word for them to tell them what this looks like. And they're like, oh, my God, yes, I didn't know how to put it into words. I, there's not been not one that I have not worked with yet. And they're like, this is what I was. I couldn't put it into words. And then I'll the book cover, the Lord will show me the book cover. So wow. but I take time and I pray over every book, over every author. And so that's wow. how I actually got into it. I was like, well, I might as well go get certified. So I went and got into um, a, a register for a college uh, course because I want to know what I was doing, what to get myself into. So when I get out here, so now, yeah, you know, yes, yes. So we, we, we pray and it's we just, yeah. Phenomenal. That's yeah. phenomenal because, uh, you know, I, I need to write my book. I got, and, and God has brought several people into my life who, you know, want to assist me in doing that thing but yeah. it's gonna happen oh, he's yeah. already given me the name of it and everything it's gonna happen and it's yeah. so uh it's so necessary absolutely you know? so i have a master class um coming up this up. this this saturday to help um those people that desire to write a book but they're just not mm -hmm. sure where to start seven mm -hmm. chapters in seven days Come on now. Um, and we just kind of help them to navigate those waters to at least get them ready and prepped. Because what I'm finding that I hear a lot of um, emerging authors, mm -hmm. the enemy fights authors and those that are coming because it's a book that's going yeah. to help save the world. He yeah. fights them with time. And we think mm. we have a lot of time. There's a lot of people that have passed from COVID that were supposed to have written their books mm. that book went with them back to eternity. Come on now. Come I have on time. Now. I have time. I'm going to write it. I'm going to write it. Yeah. You know, that's the wealthiest place. That's, that's what the I, wealthiest I, place. I it's the wealthiest place on earth. It's the graveyard because so many people have, have left this earth mm -hmm. with their gifts and their talents and all these things that God has given them. And allowed the enemy to steal it steal yes. kill and destroy yes and with fear yes 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 fear and is the number one um demonic spirit that fights authors mm -hmm. is the spirit of fear it's the yes, spirit it of fear is. and the spirit of of um i don't know how to start i don't know where to start that mm -hmm. is the number one the number two, those are number two things that I hear from many of the authors that I've had the opportunity to do consultations with. Yeah, and I'll tell, I'll, I'll say this: fear. You know, we've heard fear is a false evidence appearing real, but I recently read that fear had two other meanings: mm. forget everything and run, or face everything and rise. I like and that. I highly encourage you. I like the to last one. Face everything and rise. Because when you face that fear, yeah, it's going to cause you to rise. That blood, that's bless my soul. That bless my soul right there. And it's going to free you. It's going to free you. I promise you it will. Come on. My God, I thank you for this. This is so good. This is so good. You know, I thank yeah. you. I thank you for coming and accepting the invitation. So yes. if you all want to connect with Clarissa, I want you all to go to www.ipublished2.com. You can connect with her on Facebook at Clarissa Walton Blissett. And then let me share this flyer. I want you all to see the flyer as well, which is 
coming up, which is seven chapters in this, which is the master class, right? Mm -hmm. Can you yeah. Yeah. You can see it. Okay, seven chapters. Let me get back here. Let me see what's going on. All right. And so make sure that you can also register text masterclass to 704-426-3423. Yeah, or they can send me a message. Register for the masterclass, which is October the 9th from 1 to 4, and that's Eastern, 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Okay. So to register, text the word masterclass to 704-426-3423. Okay. Mm -hmm. So make sure you all, you know, get in on that. If for those who um who want to be a part of that masterclass, that's going to be amazing. That's going to yeah. be amazing. Okay. And I am super excited. Super excited. Mm -hmm. Super excited. Um, it has been such a rich interview Wonderful. and I am so grateful that you have come and spent this time with me today and with my audience and for them to get a chance to you know hear your story hear your testimony and give you an opportunity to pour into them as yes. well yes ma'am absolutely so there are three questions that I ask each and every one of my guests as they come you know as we wind down okay, okay? So that first question is, what are you most grateful for? I am most grateful for my relationship with the father. Mm -hmm. um, and I tell you, when I tell you that skin to skin time mm -hmm. has allowed him to show me places of his heart that I mm -hmm. didn't know existed. Wow. He begins to reveal himself like he did Moses. You know, he said, okay, mm. I'm going to close your eyes. But when I, he begins to reveal himself, pieces of you that can house him because he just doesn't show it to you and not give it to you. Come on. So when now. he begins to show you him, he gives you him. Yeah. So that's what I'm grateful for. That's good. That's good. So what is your definition of peace? Because I have, you know, the private Facebook group, Broken Pieces to Peace. Mm -hmm. And it's so that you can, you know, so that I can be able to help them to take the broken pieces of their past so they can move forward into a life of peace. Yeah. So with my definition of peace, my definition of peace is... When you see chaos and chaos stands in front of you, you can look it boldly in the eye. And when it looks back at you, mm -hmm. it will see the shalom of God. Come the on, shalom yeah. of God is a sacred place. The shalom yeah. of God is introduced to you, but it is, it is your responsibility to engage it, to embrace it, to receive it, and then become it. And I'll also say to activate it. Most definitely. Most definitely. So yeah, so when I and 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 
so, you know, like you're saying active, I think for me, it was always let me embrace because mm. as I begin to embrace, it came on, mm -hmm. but I had to acknowledge it. Many times when we're going through chaos, we never acknowledge the peace of God. We yeah. never call on Jehovah Shalom. Yeah. And then, and then that's where Psalms 91 comes in. It covers you. But, you know, I tell people a lot of times what we don't do, we do not use our imagination. The Holy mm. Spirit wants to you get back to that childlike faith and begin to use your holy and tell Holy Spirit, use my imagination and yeah. then begin to draw within yourself. If that looks like you're on a beach and you're walking with the Lord hand in hand, you may be you may see yourself riding on the on horseback on behind and you're holding on to Jesus and you're holding on to him because he's your peace. Begin to take those times and begin to see what peace looks like for you. So when you begin to have those times of chaos, you can immediately close your eyes and go back to that place. Mm -hmm. And the Lord will begin to ground you and bring you Absolutely. back in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And question number three. That was good. That was good. Question number three. What are some things that you do to maintain your sense of peace, whether it's daily rituals? that um, that you would like to share or recommend to the audience, things that you do on a daily okay. basis, and then also uh, things that you do that will help them to get on the path of letting go of the broken pieces of their past and then move them into a life of peace. Okay. So the first one, um, what I do is I pray at midnight um, every Every night I pray at midnight, mm. I start my, I command my day. I find that when I don't do that, my day is crazy and it'd be looking. Mm. You see my eyes? That's how I'd be looking. And so I, <laughs> I pray at midnight. Um, and at midnight, I also read Psalms 91. Mm. And I see myself actually being engrafted in that word. Then from there, um, when I get up, uh, I do my skin to skin time, which is an hour skin to skin in the arms of God because I've already given his prayer time that I've already you know given my tithe of time up through prayer to start my day at midnight um, mm -hmm. and then from there so that would be like whatever time the Lord wakes you up that you know that's between you and him but that that's what works for me um, mm -hmm. and so skin to skin time and then from there um, I get into after I kind of get up and get moving get my daughter on to school I get up and I get in my word. I begin to meditate on the word. I begin to take the word at, you know, and eat the word. Oh, and I also do communion at midnight because I, mm -hmm. I enjoy that that time of worship and communing with the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and what was that the other quote, the last part of the question? That's it. Something that uh, the rituals that you do in order to, you know, bring so that you can help the audience to move from their broken pieces into a life of peace. Yes, yes. To definitely help them come out of that. Yeah, definitely develop that time of prayer. You, you definitely need that prayer. And I do a lot of fasting as well because I got to, what I, one thing is this flesh, will get, it gets out of control. And when I start noticing my flesh get out of control, then I do like a 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. or I'll do a three-day dry fast. You know, and I know some people have like different illnesses and they may have diseases and sicknesses that they're going through. You can at least do a Daniel fast where you come off the meat because meat, it weighs you down, man. You don't have you like depressed. Yeah. Because what people don't understand, and you know this is that when meat is getting slaughtered, if it's not kosher, there's stress in the meat. So when you, you eat the meat, 
when you eat the meat, you take on the stress of it. Everything is still yet living. I don't care that it, it's on your plate. It still right. lives. So right. you take that thing in. So let the meat go. Let the sugar go. Sugar it's your enemy anyway. It's just like cocaine to the brain. It can't tell any different. So when you do this consecration, take some time of consecrating. Get to know your God because you need you need that. And when you begin to fast like that, it bring, it draws you closer to. And He begins to do, like, mm. man, let me tell you, it has got me. That that's what actually got me over a lot of the me. It got me over me. That's good. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. That's good. Well, I just want to thank you so much for spending this time Obviously. with us today. It has yes, been yes. so rich. Yes, 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 yes. It has. Glory to I God. It has been so rich. And thank so you. do you have anything that you else that you would like to share with our audience before we wrap it up? Um, I just want to say you you definitely want when you're going through these seasons like that, you want to ask the Lord to give you people that you can trust. Um, everyone that says that I'm here for you, you can, you want to pray and ask God because they may not be your battle buddy. And the very mm -hmm. ones that are standing there with you will be the very ones that will push you right on out there to the enemy's camp. Mm -hmm. And then you're trying to figure out where this extra warfare is coming from. Make sure that you have people that will war with you, that will pray with you, that will listen first before mm -hmm. they speak. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when you're going through the season and then you have my contact information, I would love to journey with you. If you're going through the season, I, I would love to be a support person to you, that support that you need to help you strategize, plan, and then let's rise. Amen. 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 Well, I uh, that concludes another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This with my very special guest, Clarissa Blissett. Yes, and I want to thank her for spending that, spending this time with us today. And if you uh, want to connect with her, you have her contact information there and uh, just reach out to her. I'll also have it in the um, in on the Facebook link and on the YouTube uh, after the show is over. And I highly encourage each and every one of you to join me back here. 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 4 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Wherever you're joining us live, uh, wherever you're joining us anywhere in the world, because I know that we have a far reach, then check your local time zone and join me in the morning for the 365-day Bible reading, okay? Because you, and, and like she said, Tied that time. God has given us 24 hours in a day. Surely we can give him the minimum of 24 minutes. Surely. Commit that time to him, okay? To get to know him and to, to uh, build a relationship with him. And the only way that you're going to do it is through his word. When you build in a relationship with a person, the only way that you're going to know them is if you spend time with them, okay? So be committed to spending that time with God. And then join me next week as I will have another phenomenal guest uh, for another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This. And so thank you all again so much for taking out time out of your day for uh, sharing this time with us. 
Thank you so much, Clarissa, for joining me. Thank for you. Joining us. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, you all, we speak blessings and peace and prosperity and good health uh, as you go throughout the remaining of your day. And join us again in the morning. I look forward to seeing you all then. Bye for now. <laughs>